Aloha, family. I want to welcome everyone to the Metro Vision Studios. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in and uh, giving a little bit of your time and attention tonight. Uh, I want to introduce myself. My name is Reese Kia Aina. Uh, first of all, my wife Grace and I, we miss everyone. We love you. Uh, we're so proud of our church. We're so proud of the staff. Uh, thank you so much for the Carrillos doing a phenomenal job of leading us. Michelle has been speaking more. Uh, Robert has asked me to do uh, some midweeks coming up. So let's dive right into our uh, time together tonight. Let's go to God in prayer. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you so much for Jesus. We pray that as we dive into our midweek tonight, we can just spend time as a family. We can... Uh, you know, get in your word. We can hear great news. We can get an update. And most of all, we can turn our hearts to you. We love you. Uh, bless this evening tonight. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I'm going to be doing a series called Seeing Life from God's View. And we're going to be talking all about God's perspective and what that is. And so tonight, I just want to talk about two things. I want to talk about good news, but at the same time, I want to talk about godly perspective. And so sit back, relax. We're going to have a little fun. We're going to have somewhat of a family talk. But let me ask you this question. Have you ever felt during the COVID-19 crisis that it is hard to persevere? You know, I mean, it's hard to stay encouraged these days, right? This is no joke. The world has dramatically changed in one month. I mean, as you, as I talk about some of these things right now, turn your Bibles to Jeremiah 29. I want to give an update a little bit about COVID-19. Uh, for the world right now, there's 1.5 million cases with 87,000 deaths. And, uh, we'll be, please keep them on your heart. You know, it's a devastating thing. In the U.S., the COVID-19 cases are 422,000. The In the U.S., it's uh, 14,500 deaths, and it's still rising. You know, I heard in New York when I was watching news this past week that, a, I mean, it's getting so bad that a tiger got COVID-19 from the zoo handler in New York. The economy has been crashing, vicious political turmoil that's happening in Washington. I mean, think about this, you know, gas is finally affordable, but we can't go anywhere right now. I mean, I haven't, I haven't filled my gas for over a month, you know, my gas tank for over a month. And Joanne sent me this just to put a smile on my face. How about isolation? You know, we're going into our fourth week of isolation. And I want to ask you this question. How are you doing in the isolation? You know, for me, my first week, no problem, right? I got this. My second week, no problem. I looked in the mirror. I go, oh, I feel like I'm gaining a little weight. I'm, I'm eating a little bit more as I'm at home and working and snacking and snacking and working and a little bit too much snacking. Uh, week three, to be quite honest, I've been feeling a little bit more snippy as, as my whole family, all five of us are in the same house 24 seven and we're having to work on our relationships and kind of work being to, at work at being together. Week three, I also thought, I think I need a haircut. How, how many of you thought that perhaps you need a haircut? Week four, I definitely need a haircut, you know, and I want to show you a picture of my son. Uh, he's almost taller than me now because his hair is like five inches taller because of COVID-19. 
And I heard someone say that, you know, perhaps barbers and hairdressers should have been part of the essential workers, right? I thought about that. I thought, huh, you know, when we go back to church, we might, we might scare each other, but I hope that, you know, as we go through this time for the next two weeks, we can be serious, but at the same time, we can, we can laugh. Let's continue to be practicing social distancing, proper hand washing, wearing a mask, and staying home if possible. You all, I hope you all are wearing your masks, right? Shout out to Edwina Yee. And for many of those who are making masks for members in our congregation, uh, I want to show you some people in the United States who are doing some creative and resourceful. They're being creative and resourceful about wearing different masks. How about this one? Brown bag man. Okay. This guy has this, he went to the, he went to the store and he covered his whole head and his whole body. How about happy birthday lady? Look at, look at how this lady was resourceful. I mean, she had a happy birthday hat on her face. These are not quite CDC standards, but hey, people got to make do, right? In this time and age. How about this? Two liter man. I mean, this guy put his head in a two liter bottle, I think, you know, I, I don't even know how that is possible. How about comforter woman? Where, you know, she has a mask on. She bought a comforter. She put a mask on and she put that, the plastic bagging over her head. How about this? Plastic bag man. Now, kids, do not try this at home. This seems dangerous, right? I mean, really, man? He has a mask under it and he has plastic covering over his face. How about Jason from Friday the 13th? Look at this guy. I mean, I felt a little scared in looking at him as he was you know, in line. And finally, how about Brillo, Brillo lady, where she got a Brillo pad, probably had some, uh, you know, uh, she just put it to her face and she was making do at that time. You know, amid challenge, amid challenging news, man, God is doing amazing things. I want to give you an update in Metro LA about all the great things that God is doing in our fellowship right now. You know, first of all, I want to thank Michelle and Robert Carrillo for uh, just all the hard work and helping our region to turn to God. You know, give them a shout out, give them a hand as they've been doing an amazing job. I want to welcome to the kingdom Shamika Innes, who was baptized last week. Awesome job there. Uh, shout out and thank you to all our healthcare workers and those still working jobs, helping people's lives get better. I also want to thank our church, you know. Uh, I feel very emotional for, uh, for our church because we've been through a tough time over the last couple of years. And I want to thank you for being flexible and helping one, and out, one another out during this time. I want to thank, say a thank you to the staff. Our staff's been working hard. You know, we don't always have it together. We do many things wrong, but we, we certainly are, love the people here and we're trying to do our best to be close to God. Uh, definitely want to thank Turnwall for our website and church app that's up and running and a podcast that we have that Amir Zabetti put up on our Metro LA Facebook page. You know, I heard that the campus have had recently a virtual Bible talk where two guests came out and, and were participating in that Bible talk. Many of you know who Junior Gonzalez is, right? His father was in the hospital recently and he had a life-threatening illness, but not COVID-19, but he certainly had a life-threatening illness, and his surgery was a success. He's at home, and I believe uh, one of the guys told me that uh, he's interested in studying the Bible. Praise God there. 
I know a lot of the singles are involved in Bible studies right now that has been great as people have been trying to reach out to God. You know, uh, there's three weddings coming up, okay? Anthony and Kiana Day on my le- uh, to the left there, Angel and Kristen and Alden and Misha Lay, all weddings coming up in the near future. Please be praying for them. You know, this the COVID-19 isn't going to stop it. They're, they're doing their best. They had all great attitudes as things have radically changed in their life, but uh, they're doing awesome. Amen. I also want to uh, uh, have a shout out to our food bank committee, our task force, the Light of LA task force. I want to thank Jerry Downing and Augustus, who works with the Beacon of Hope and Latrice McLaughlin and Lisa Morris and Kathy Verzi, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Our food bank is up and operational. Uh, you can look at this little flyer here. The food bank is for our members in our congregation. If you are in need, please call Lisa Morris. She is our scheduler. You may want to take a picture of that, but call Lisa Morris. She's our scheduler. She's handling everything at the building uh, for those who are in need. If you would like to help out in any way, shape, or form, Please call Kathy Verzi. She's been doing a lot of the work here. Uh, if you would like to help, please call her directly. Amen. Uh, man, so many great things going on. We have a young Christians class going on soon. Uh, every Friday night for those who are two years and under. That's awesome. We want to build up all of our young Christians. Uh, coming this Friday, there's an international teen devotional with disciples from all over the world who are going to be participating. Now, on the slide, it says 7 p.m., but it's really 5 p.m. our time in L.A. You know, it's awesome that our teens can get a chance to worship all together. There's also Easter coming up. And so I want to encourage everyone to invite their friends out to Easter Sunday, where we'll be talking about the resurrection. And so I hope you're encouraged by all that is going on in Metro LA right now that God is doing uh, by all these good news. You know, I sure was as putting all this together. But tonight, here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about godly perspective. And I'm going to make one point and one practical. And then we're going to watch a video to close our evening out tonight. And in Jeremiah chapter 29, you know, it's a great passage. Many of us know this passage. We've heard it thousands of times, but I believe it's very appropriate for our time today. But you know, when, when we're in crisis, it's easily, it's easy to kind of have tunnel vision and just see things from this one small perspective. And I want to encourage us tonight to be able to look at things from God's view or God's perspective, which is like a, which is like a 30,000 foot view to what is happening in the world. Because there's going to be a lot of negative things that happen over the next couple of weeks or so. But if we can get a 30,000 foot view, I believe can give us great perspective in our lives. And so in Jeremiah chapter 29, in verse 11, this is what the Bible says. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope in a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which 
I carried you into exile. You know, this is a great passage, but this passage is perhaps one of the most misquoted passages in the Bible. The context here is that God's people were in a national crisis, and we're in a national crisis as well. And they were in captivity because of the sin that they committed. And I'm not saying that COVID-19 is happening because of just man's sin and we're being punished because we're in sin. I'm not God. I'm not, I'm not sure I could make that call. But what I am saying is I think we could relate a lot to this passage if we understand the context. God's people was, were in a national crisis. And in this national crisis, they would be in captivity for 70 years. Now, I want you to think back for a second. Uh, go back to 1950, okay? Uh, I want to show you what was happening in 1950. Gas was 18 cents. Can you believe that? Gas was 18 cents. A 12-inch black and white TV in 1950 was $250. Milk was, was sent to your house in a glass. A new car was $1,500. The average median income was $3,300. And a new house was $8,500. Can you believe that? I mean, this was what it was like in 1950. Now, we've been in isolation for one month, right? And it's tough. It is. But I want you to, I think this puts it into perspective God's people weren't in isolation and captivity or exile for one month, not two months, not one year, but they would be in isolation and captivity for over 70 years. And while they live out those 70 years, God gave them this message that he had a plan for them and he had a a plan that would prosper them and not to harm them, but to give them hope in a future. And Look at that. Even in the midst of difficult times, God was devising a way to help his people to to have a plan for a prosperous future in the midst of the 70 years. And so the first point I would like you to consider today is this, is when we're going through a, a crisis like this, what can give us perspective is this point right here. Consider what God's plan is. Consider what God's plan is is. You know, in those 70 years, this God wanted his people to hunker down and to thrive in the midst of those 70 years. Now, when I've I've seen people and I've done this too. I've taught this passage before where it's kind of taught in a way like, "Hey, you know what? God has a plan for you when people are going through difficult times." And that I've taught before that when they when we when people are going through difficult times, God's plan is to take them out of those difficult times. And yet that's not what this passage is talking about. God was helping his people to realize that his plan would be seen in the midst of the trial, in the midst of the problems that they were going through. And so this can be an exciting time for us in our fellowship because in the midst of COVID-19, God has a plan. The challenge is, is for us to be able to search for what God's plan is in the midst of all that is going on in our lives. Now that's perspective, right? That helps us to look at what we're going through right now and go, wow, God has a plan for me. 
a plan that doesn't harm me. It's going to, it's going to help me to prosper, help me to have a future, help me to have a hope and help me to have a future. And, uh, that's so kind of God. Now, why was God telling his people that? Well, one reason it's because he loved his people. And it's the same message that he's telling us today is that he loves us as well. And so as we go throughout the week, Think about what God's plan is. If Let's say you're having a difficult time right now and you're trying to make sense of what's going on in the world. Look for what God may be doing in your life right now. Instead of looking just out and what's going on, perhaps you need to look within and find out what God may be doing in in your life and trying to get your attention. So here's what the practical is. Is look for God's hand not your own plan. Amen. The practical I'd like us to consider as we walk out of here tonight, as you go to your, well, not walk out of here, as you go, as you go into your Zoom calls tonight, uh, look to see what God's hand is in the midst of everything. So perhaps you're new to church. You know, I, I grew up not really going to church that much. So when I first started going to church, I, I didn't really know all the ins and outs of church. And, you know, somebody studied the Bible with me. A guy asked me to come to church, an athlete, eight Sundays at 8 a.m. in a row before I came one time. And in the midst of that, I think, wow, you know what? The only way I would have ever come to church was another athlete who I respected in high school who was playing for an, an opposing team who I respected, and he invited me to church. And that's how I ended up coming to church. Uh, it's amazing to me that if we're just paying attention and being attentive to perhaps what God may be doing in our lives, we might notice his hand and not just do what our plan is. So my question is, are you searching for God's hand and not your own plan? Because in, in the midst of all this, sometimes God's answers come in unconventional ways. You know, there's a great story of Jesus in the Bible where a deaf man comes to him and as he's deaf, uh, Jesus basically puts his, puts his fingers in his ears like this. And, and you go, well, why would he, I mean, he's deaf. Why would you, why would you put your, your fingers in his ears, right? He, he, I, we have no idea why that would be. And then he, he, he spit on his hand and then he touched his tongue. I go, what, what, how does a healing take place there? <laughs> I, I think of that. I think I have no idea. Well, many times God's solution comes in unconventional ways that are, that we don't, we don't really understand. So be on the lookout for things that happen. You know, I want to close with this story tonight. Uh, here's my Bible. Okay. This is a Bible I take when I go out and out you know, and study the Bible with people. And I have, this Bible is pretty old. You can tell this is a duct tape Bible right here. And I love this Bible. You know, it's ripped up. There's pages all over the place. Well, about 68 months ago, uh, I was at Ranch 99 and I was reaching, uh, I was getting food with grace and I was sharing my faith and I reached out to this older gentleman and you know, this African-American man, and I shared my faith with him and I asked him, hey, I go to this great church and we kind of swap numbers like that. And he gave me a card. And as he gave me a card like this, I don't want to say who it is, but as he gave me a card, he, you know, we went our own ways and then I got busy and I couldn't find his card until yesterday. 
You know, and I, as I got my Bible out, you know, this isn't the Bible I use to in the morning to have my quiet time. This other Bible is. And I, I just had this Bible and this card fell out of my Bible onto the ground. And so I thought, wow, this is exactly the guy that I was looking for for all these months. I couldn't find his card. Little did I know it was right in my Bible the whole time. And yesterday it, it fell out of my Bible and I thought, wow. You know what I should do? Let me pray first and then let me call him. So I prayed and then I gave him a call. I texted him just to reach out because I didn't want to freak him out after this long not calling to just call all of a sudden. And I called him and he picked up and I was asking, hey, you know, do you remember me? And he was like, I absolutely remember you, you know, and uh, what happened? I guess I'm sorry, man. I, I lost your card, but I found it this morning and I thought I should just call you. And in the midst of everything going on, how are you doing? You know, and he said, it's rough. And so I asked him, do you need anything? And he said, yes. And, you know, here I was, right? Uh, I'm helping out with the food bank. I, you know, I'm doing different things and all that. So I think he's thinking he's, he's probably going to maybe need some food. So I said, what is it that you need, sir? And he goes, well, I need $500. And just like how I'm silent now, I was silent on the phone. And not knowing what to do. I mean, I totally thought he was going to ask for food, but he asked for $500 because he needed to get his car fixed because it, it, you know, it was in the shop. He needed to get it fixed to be able to drive around and get food. He didn't, he didn't need for food. So he said, well, what do you think? I said, you know, that kind of caught me off guard. I don't know how to help you right now, but I have a scripture. Can you mind me if I read a scripture with you? And I read this scripture right here. And we read Jeremiah 29 together and we prayed and I told him, you know, I have, I have no idea how this is, how God is going to help us in this, but he can. And I, I'm, I'm positive that things can work out even though we don't see it right now. And he said, okay, well, great. Let's pray. So we prayed and then we went our own way and I shared this passage and I was thinking maybe we can meet, meet up again the next day. So this morning I woke up and then I called him in the morning. And I said, hey, this, this is Reese again. I was just calling to say, hi, how are you? He said, guess what? And I said, what? He goes, I was able to get my car back. The guy, I talked to the guy you, with the input you gave me. And the guy just gave me my car back. And now I'm able to drive around and get around. And, and he was like, thank you for praying with me. Thank you for talking with me. And I was just thinking, wow. God works all the time in spite of the fact that I, I may have even messed that up, right? But in spite of that, God was working and was helping. And this guy is definitely interest, interested in studying the Bible. So when we're going through COVID-19, remember, no matter what happens, look for God's hand, not your own plan. Amen. Here's a couple things when you go to your discussion groups tonight. You may want to take a picture of this right now because I'd like you to consider talking about things in your Zoom calls tonight. But one thing to think about is what are you grateful for right now or who are you grateful for in the midst of the crisis? What are you grateful for? There's so much to be grateful for. And who are you grateful for in the crisis? The second thing to consider in your Zoom calls tonight is what might the Spirit be calling you to be or do in the crisis? That as we're going through difficult things, right? Remember, God God has a plan for each of us. 
the exciting thing is that we get to find out what that is. And so I want to encourage you to look up tonight, look around you, look at, look at what God might be doing in the midst of your life. So what might the Spirit be calling you to be or do in the crisis? You know, and as we go through this time, please consider what God's plan is. Look for His hand, not your own plan. And I hope this could give us a little bit of perspective so we can thrive in this time. I want to close out tonight with a Metro LA family album. Props to Ari Garcia for putting this together. And special thank you to Daisha with her awesome skills in the background with the music here. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your attention tonight. Peace out. I love you.